Swish, swash, swiss, swash. Feel the salt water on your face and the wind on your back as your ship sails through the ocean blue. You sing, Yo-ho, blow the man down, blow the man down to Liverpool town. It's the pirate's life for me. You put up the canteen to your lips and suck down the last of the rum, and you ask yourself, Where's the rum gone? It's time to enjoy the freedom and the unsullied openness of the high seas as we take our sloops to the pirate bays of the Caribbean. I didn't see you there. Something big is going on here. From hunting ghosts to Bigfoot. Paranormal, UFOs, true crime, and more. We won't just be spouting articles. I was researching for your entertainment. Beginning of a new world. The best guac you'll ever fucking eat. True story. It's basically like one day you walk outside and you see that the ants are playing with matches. This This is the the Black Black Cat Report. See you on the other side. Welcome to the Black Cat Report. Today we're going to delve into Anne Bonnie and Mary Reed, queens of the open high seas. I'm Betsabe, and with me today is Gil. Hello. And Joey. Yar. Our main source for today is Pirate Queens. The Lives of Anne Bonny and Mary Reed by Rebecca Alexandra Simon, as well as other sources listed in the show notes. Before we get into Anne Bonny and Mary Reed, we want to give some credence to the many, many female pirates that aren't talked about much due to, well, you know why. They're buckles. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was going to say, well, why? I actually don't know why. They have super <laughs> fancy buckles. Because they're females in a male-dominated society and profession conspiracy joey conspiracy right Mm. Mm. yeah i guess if you think about it the last pirates of the caribbean is when they finally added a female pirate it's true yep that is a great documentary that explains a lot of what we're going to cover today (laughs) (laughs) yeah they actually it's it's note for note historical fiction fact excuse me almost freudian slip there <laughs> I mean, they're great movies though. They are entertaining. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, it's one of my favorites. Of course, we have Johnny Depp, Orlando Bloom, here at Nightly. I mean, there's a it's a great cast. For sure. And real life <laughs> is the same way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Um I should know because my family, so a oh, fun fact for everyone, uh, from my dad's side, uh, there were pirates. So, yeah, just so you all know. Mm, that explains mm-hmm. a lot. I yeah. know, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to follow up on that. It just If you know Bethsabay, it explains a lot. And yeah. you will. Yeah. Basically, yes. Yeah, so anyways. The first recorded female pirate was Queen Artemisia, the first who reigned from 484 to 460 BC in Helicarnassus. Shortly after her son's birth, her husband died and she started waging wars against neighboring city-states. Unlike their future counterparts, pirates also attacked on land as well. She was pushed into the pirate's life Due to her city-state being attacked by an enemy, and she sailed out to attack with her troops. Because that's basically what you do when that happens. Yeah, so she actually sided with with Xerxes, the leader of Persia in the Greco-Persian War, and fought against Greece. Which is very interesting because she was born in Greece. And in one of the naval battles, she controlled five ships. So she was one of the first, like, basically women leaders to control the navy almost. And uh, while she sunk a few Greco ships, but in the battle, it was planned so poorly by Xerxes and his generals that they pretty much got wiped the floor of, just like most of the time when they fought the Greeks because they were so well-trained, they knew how to defend their own land. Well, the only reason Artemisia survived is because she rammed one of her own allies' ships, the Persian ships, to give the impression that she was on the Greek side and then she basically <laughs> just left. Yeah, I don't have insurance. Left. Gotta go, guys. <laughs> yeah. And there was just such cool history about like a badass queen pirate. 
and it was very cool. She just got she rammed one of her own ally ships, and the guy basically Whoopsie. Xerxes was just like, I should have had her lead. <laughs> wow, that sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. That leads us to our next early female pirate, Tita of Illyria. She was very, very powerful. And after her husband's death, as always, she became the queen regent in 231 BC. She sailed and, like Artemisia, joined her troops in raiding the coastlines and city-states. She became so powerful, she took pretty much all of the coastlines of Greece, and even the Romans took notice. They had originally said she was just a nuisance, but she gained their full attention after coastline conquest. Rome decided to wage war against her, and because of not being supported by her governor, she was captured by the Romans and then never written about again. Damn. Wow. That's yeah, they, they pretty much either sent her into slavery or just killed her, so not really sure. Nobody really knows what happened to her. Yeah, it's like no matter how hard you work, you go notice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Romans will come in and fuck it up. They literally yeah. did. Every <laughs> goddamn time. Mm-hmm. Every time. This leads us into our Stars of Today's podcast and Bunny and Mary Reed. There's something different about them than the others, though. Anne and Mary were not queens or leaders of their people, which would make it easier for them to have a fleet to war with. They were just normal people who rose above their circumstances. They fought against the ceiling of the male-dominated world. Wow. Female power. Anne, Bunny, and Mary Reed were born in the golden age of piracy. Anne and Mary Reed were active during the time of Black Bear and our old buddy Steve Bonnet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> our favorite yep. that everybody loved. Yep. Because he was so great. (laughs) The only pirate that could lose a battle to a ship that's stuck on land. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Hey, but you have heard of him. Yes. I I miss Steve. (laughs) Me too. He'll be brought up a lot during this episode. Good. Because, yeah, he has a little place in our heart. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because he has a heart on his flag, which was always so cute. Oh, Steed. <laughs> According to historians, there were around 1,700 to 2,200 pirates on the high seas in between 1718 to 1722. This does Damn. not count the many female pirates that were not noted or written about. So the number probably was a good bit higher. It's with this information that we will get into the early life of Anne and Mary. We will split them up and tell each story until they reach NASA and finally meet. Yay! Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll meet in a bit. Hell yeah. It's like a love story. Is it kind of like Xena, Warrior Princess? <laughs> I don't actually know the story behind them, but these two... <gasps> There's a documentary on television. Well, I mean, neither... it hasn't been on TV in a long time. Neither did I watch the documentary on like television nor the TV show. Oh my God! It's Which like, is probably the I same don't even thing. Know. That's what you're talking about. Nineties feminist icon TV it's, show, Xena, Warrior Princess. It, who's the lead in that one? She's also Xena. Wreck. I mean, her <laughs> real name. Xena. Okay, it doesn't matter. I don't know. I grew up as a little boy watching it, so like, I'm assuming her real name Xena. I also yeah, used to have an issue growing up of like. Um, well, not really like an issue, but let's just say imagination, where I thought f- until I was maybe like eight, teen years old, that um, when you were watching television, actors were acting it out live every single time. <laughs> I used to think that too when I was not like 18, but when I was like eight. Well, know? when I was eight, I thought it. When I was eight, on, when I was about 18, I was on drugs. So, like, it kind of <laughs> balanced out. Yeah, that makes sense. We'll start with Anne Bunny, who was born in Kinsale County Cork in Ireland, which is in the southeast of Ireland, mm. about 30 minutes from the city of Cork. <laughs> she was born to her father, who was a lawyer, and her mom, a maid. Wow. Yeah. Power couple. <laughs> yep, power couple. Yeah. Yep. It just, I was not expecting 
to hear that her dad was just a lawyer and her mom a maid like so normal i know her dad (laughs) was like lazy as fuck (laughs) yeah well you'll see (laughs) oh now there are a few mysteries surrounding her birth some say she was born in ireland and then moved to the carolinas after birth and some say that she was born in the carolinas but both versions had Anne's mom as a maid to her dad. Her mom's name was Peg, or in some stories, her mom was Mary. Her dad was named William Cormick, a very good lawyer in the county court, and was married in his early 20s. With such success, they had enough money to have a housemate, and they hired Peg. Uh, I see where they're going with this. Throughout her time in the house, eventually William slowly started showing Peg more attention. And as things go in those days, and well, the way it went in the trust. <laughs> I seem to have spilled my tea on the ground again, Peg. <laughs> you went there. Wow. How do you think she got the name Peg? I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. We've all been thinking it. <laughs> I was not thinking it. You were jail. You, this was your idea. In my mind, this was your idea. <laughs> and as things go in those days, and well, the way it went in the Schwarzenegger house, besides the rape part, as pretty sure for Arnold, it was consensual. But William pretty much raped her. Things weren't going well in the household before this, as William and Mrs. Cormick was divorced and all but name yeah wow yeah they were pretty much they were still living together but they just weren't talking they weren't sleeping they weren't touching so he put his attention more towards peg and not really told in the story whether it was consensual didn't feel like it because obviously he was her boss and she Mm. you know had to work there because she had no other prospects at the time so in that, in my mind, I feel like that was kind of he pretty much raped her, you know, raped her in that. And so I will say the author described a kind of sweet story, though, not between them two, but that she met a tanner outside of the house and they kind of had this small little love story that was sweet. And with, you know, everything going on in the maid house, she would like leave at the time because she was actually allowed to leave, which... uh which was a normal thing in these times because obviously they had to get married with other people and it was like kind of accepted that they would do that. So she met this tanner in town while she was there and they would like steal away and she'd go out and meet him on like random nights and they'd like steal kisses and they'd like hug and they'd like talk about everything going on. And so it's just like this sweet little love story inside of, as we'll see, this really, really messed up story that's about to happen for Peg. Oh no. Wow. Yeah. Well, so scandalous. Mm-hmm. How big was this house that they were able to do all this? Oh, four, three, four bedrooms. It's pretty decent mm-hmm. sized. He was a lawyer. He was a well to do lawyer, so he had some good money coming in. Yeah, so they had space. Cool. But, anyways, eventually. Mrs. Cormick found out about William and Peg, and Mrs. Cormick set up Peg for stolen silverware and silver because she wanted Peg out of the house. Even though it was not her fault, she was blamed, but such was the time. Of course, they had no saying, like, because they had no, what do they call it? Like, uh, autonomy. Yeah. Peg was labeled a whore and a thief. Oh my god, so terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it sucks because, like, you're just doing your job, you're just living your life, minding your own business, and then that happens, you know? She was the one that got taken advantage of. I yeah. know, poor Peg. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, and then Peg was sent to prison. Come on. Mm-hmm. Wow. And of course, William was not too happy. He had actually started to grow feelings for Peg and eventually kicked out Mrs. Cormick from the house. (laughs) (laughs) It's messy. If there's any story that I've heard, this is like a 
a a this is like a uh, what is that a, a Spanish um telenovela <laughs> yeah. yeah telenovela like this yeah. is like a telenovela honestly like damn a soap opera yeah this is great mm-hmm. like we should send this to televisa yeah mm-hmm. so yeah uh, so mrs cormick got kicked out of the house and peg stayed in jail for six months and in that time discovered that she was pregnant <laughs> because mrs cormick blamed peg for what happened with william she could not bring up charges against william for rape she literally was stuck in a rock and a hard place because she could either be hanged or released to serve as labor in the colony. But as she was pregnant and didn't have enough evidence against her, she was acquitted. Mm-hmm. Well, on May 8, 1697, Anne was born. As Peg came back to William's house because she had no other place to go, she started being given gifts by William and being revered as the mistress of the house. So eventually, Anne will be treated and dressed as a boy due to illegitimate boys being treated better than illegitimate girls at this time. God damn. Wow. Yeah, it's really sad because, you know, as we're as we're talking about, like, William knew that she wasn't going to inherit anything. Mm hmm. So. Wow, Wait. talk about trauma. The way it goes <laughs> at that time. I miss aliens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Aww. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry if this is triggering anyone listening to yeah, this. Yeah, sorry. Anne could receive anything that was passed down as a boy, so she was treated as such. Well, throughout this time, William and Mrs. Cormick were fighting back and forth, and Mrs. Cormick was basically setting out to ruin his life, which, I mean, is warranted in this case. He lost all his customers and his business, so William decided it was time to go. They moved out to London, and Anne continued learning as an apprentice clerk. They weren't there for very long when William again decided it was time to move again, this time to the new world. They moved to Charlestown, which became Charleston, South Carolina. Once they got to the new world, <laughs> it's so funny to think that that area was the new world. Yeah, that's what <laughs> they called it. <laughs> like, wow, the new world. Charleston. White man's version of it, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can't wait to do that to Mars. <laughs> yes. Wow, the new world. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> dot, 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 dot. <laughs> they only speak in Morris code. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Once they got to the new world, William and Peg marry. Whether because whether because Peg had no control over her life due to not having any money or an identity, basically. Yeah. Um, she wasn't able to get away from William, but who knows? Maybe they were in love. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? We weren't there. We don't know their story. <laughs> um, we, we, I want to think we that do. they were, we're in love. It. Okay. We're... <laughs> yeah, but it's like it's different. <laughs> also, it's like anyone from the outside never knows what's really on the inside. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So, and I will, yeah, I will also say know. that women at this time, like. It was almost impossible for women to get away from their husbands at this time in general. Yeah, there was only a few things that could be grounds for divorce, and it was infidelity, but that was mostly on the woman's side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if they were found to have infidelity, and that was men kind of were swept under the rug for having infidelity, case in point of what we're just seeing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also if they were abused for the... It was... The wording was weird. It wasn't like just if they were abused, but it was they're abused for a good part of their marriage, which meaning there probably has to be a long set of abuse in their record, maybe like years of abuse instead of being like, oh, he beat me once, like we need to divorce. It's more like, no, I've been beaten for like years and there has to be like super good evidence of that happening. So it's like there's very there's not much recourse for women at this time. They were yeah. considered yeah. property, and that'll come up later on in the uh, in the podcast. 
Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was really fucked up back then. But I, I'm a romantic, so I want to think that they were in love. Yeah. Just because that would be nice that at least Peg had a good love story. Yeah. Well, not too long after they got to the new world, about a couple of weeks, Peg got sick and died. Come <laughs> on. I guess, yeah, yeah. That's kind of so sad. <laughs> so sad, yeah. Like, I was just trying to be, like, optimistic about Peg and her love story. And <laughs> she gets the, sick and died. The timing was perfect. I just yeah, remember, it was super perfect. She had this, like, beautiful life. And they, like, grew old together. And a couple weeks later, she died. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Peg. Peg. She's pegging now in heaven. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's a happy ending for Peg. I guess she went to heaven. So sad. At this time, Anne was about 10 years old, and it was about 1707. Growing up in Charlestown, she was exposed to a lot of maritime traditions and would even see pirates hanging in the downtown area. So cool. So fun. It's like over there with like like Bob Dylan fucking Ray Bans on, like smoking a cigarette, like signing <laughs> autographs for little kids. Like, oh, what is this? A boot? Yeah, yeah, get out of here, kid. Yeah, yeah. Don't be like me. <laughs> mm. So cool. Yeah. So cute. <laughs> so cute. I know. I still think that's so cute. Did you see his buckles? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Look at his hat. Uh. Look at his boots. <laughs> um. <laughs> Comic curl. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this was the custom, as we learn in the Steed in the Steed Bonnet series. Mm. She was all, <laughs> I love it. Like always trying to find like gotta bring a little back. here and then to, yeah. yeah to bring back gotta bring back, back our buddy. Bonnet. He's so great. <laughs> <laughs> we love him so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big gonna, fan. I'm gonna write fan fiction about Steed Bonnet versus the, and then it's just gonna like go back through our episodes, like just like Steed yes. Bonnet versus. The Van Mita Visitor. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, Steed Bonnet versus who was the guy who traversed the flat earth and the ice wall? Your oh Captain God. Butler. Yes, yes. Steed Bonnet versus Captain Butler. Got... What a great, that's a good match. That's a Joey... celebrity death match for the history. Oh, my God. Steed Bonnet versus Quasga. Uh, uh, Quasga. Yes. <laughs> yes. They were both, they were both gentle gentle thing <laughs> alien uh, pirates yeah oh my god oh my god do it quasga kind of is the steed bonnet of space <laughs> yes oh he yes, is, he is. Aww. Aww. they're so sweet <laughs> match made Aww, in we the love heavens them both so much mm-hmm. so much somebody make us fan so shirts yes. please yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> yes <laughs> okay thank you guys um <laughs> So, and she was also educated with some of the best teachers due to William not being a plantation owner and, again, a successful businessman. In order to teach her more, they made Anne become a housemaid, of course, (laughs) which is a weird thing to do as her father had money. But in order to learn to do things as a lady and being over the age of a governess, she was made to be a housemaid. This is so It's a weird stupid. thing. To, yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's weird. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, is this really necessary? I would, I, I would just like be like, no, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it was while doing this that she gained her strong will to rebel. She hated the dresses. She hated the decorum. And she wanted freedom. Yes, she did. So there was a story at this time, too that when she was a housemaid, that she was almost raped by the master of the household. And as they were called Wait, at that the, time. her dad? N- no, that Ooh. when she was that, when Anne was the housemaid, she was almost raped by the person that she was the maid of the house for, which was a different house, not her dad's house. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, w- I thought it was weird. Yeah, that's yeah. an important <laughs> thing to, re- to realize in this, is that she was literally almost raped by this guy, and she just beat the shit out of him. Hell yeah. Good. Did she you go- almost put this guy in the hospital and then yeah. right after that she was quickly fired. 
That was just like a I mean. saw and chlorophyll, or like chloroform back chlorophyll. There's leaf cells. That yeah. was just like a saw and like chloroform back in the day, a hospital. Like so, like yeah, God, that would have been such good justice. No, it was so good that she like sound. that was such a great story because she it, it showed at this time like like we said that she is literally like I'm not taking shit anymore. I don't want to be the station that my mom was in. I don't want to be yeah. the station of just some governess, some lady of what I have to, what I mm-hmm. feel like I should be doing. Yeah. Y'all's laws don't make you any go goddamn in. sense. So I'm going to make up my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Good right. Girl. Good for you, Anne. Mm-hmm. Well, while she grew older at around 16, she would go to the docks during the night and meet up with Navy men and pirates alike. Mm-hmm. Wow, cool. Well, it was there she met a man named, oh, I was hoping it would be Mr. Bonnet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Close. He met, she met a man named James Bonnie. He was honestly not a very good mariner. He was just okay. <laughs> like a sea Yeah, a he C-minus. was just okay. He was just, man. Just okay. Yeah. He's yeah. just okay. Well, William was furious about this and banished her from his home as he desired Anne to be married to another more well-to-do person. (laughs) I understand. After they kick out their wife and get together as her as a maid. Like, what the fuck, dude? Yep. As as you can see, it's a very toxic cycle. Yeah, traditions, right? Yep. (laughs) He basically wanted some money. There is also a story during this time that Anne lit fire to her dad's place, though it didn't do much. So pretty much with her prospects gone and being banished from her home, James and her sail for NASA to meet destiny. Yep, she was on her way. Well, she lit wow. the she lit the fire to his house and it just it was quickly put out. She was like pissed, you know, because he was like, get out of the house, you're done, you need to leave. And so she was like fuck you dad and she went and just like lit fire <laughs> but she didn't think about it enough it was kind of just like one of those like almost like childish kind of things you do when you're like i hate my parents you know and you just like yeah kind of threw it. she didn't want it to burn the whole house down or like kill anybody she just like mm-hmm. kind of wanted to make a point and so it just like didn't really do much to the house i feel like we all did that back in the day sweetie this is a stone driveway what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pew 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 pew. Yeah, I'm going with my pirate boyfriend out to say fuck you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. He's not even that good, sweetie. Please, I think that's the funny part. Is like, yeah, he's like literally just okay. Like he's he's no Blackbeard. Okay, I don't. I think he's like on the scale because like if I I make pirate scale right. My yeah, first yeah. pirate scale is Blackbeard, right? He's How like many top. R's? Yeah. yeah, he's like top. And then you have on the bottom, <laughs> you have Steve Bonnet. <laughs> you have Steve Bonnet. And so he's like in the middle of those two. He might be like just below the middle. I feel like he's not. He's like Steve Bonnet with common sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like he, he yeah. doesn't have like the quirky, almost like, you know, like um, serendipitous, like witty kind of like happy accidents happening to him. Yep. But he's just, he just one step above. The, like he knows that like um, he knows you should lift the seat up on the toilet when you're plunging it. Like that's how much smarter he mm, is than Steve. Yeah. Bond, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he comes back in the I story later, too, which is kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. You know that, you know, like her dad, like William. Um, would have been like, honey, I'm serious. If you just marry that that nice boy over there, what is it? Uh, uh, Black Fuzz, Blackbeard? Yes, he <laughs> he seems gonna be doing fine. I just want you to do well, honey. It's like, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. this is really bad if you are known historically as being eh. Yeah, C minus, <laughs> just okay. C minus. He's a good four and a half. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was eh. so embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Damn. Well, I have a feeling there's something, there's a lot more exciting things in store for Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That don't involve well, mediocre mariners. Mm-hmm. For just sure. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that. He was just okay. Now that Anne is set in her place in NASA, 
Let's go into Mary's beginnings. Mary's mother was a Mary working class woman. Her husband was killed at sea after they found that she was pregnant. So she had barely any money coming in and a newborn baby. Due to this, Mary could not make bills. So she started getting support from her husband's family. Basically, they gave her just enough to get by. What is sad about this is that she was actually madly in love with her husband. Mm -hmm. Aww. Yeah. Yeah, that's rare. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, obviously, unlike the other story of Anne's parents. <laughs> so sad. While she was still grieving, she met another sailor, and what is most likely and what is most likely her trying to still feel closer to her deceased husband, they started having a little fun. Well, a little fun back then meant that she became pregnant. That tracks. <laughs> yeah. And so they gave birth to a healthy baby girl. Oh, baby girl. Mm -hmm. Baby girl. Due to this being looked down upon, she would actually give her daughter to neighbors when family would come visit. Oh no, she yeah. felt shame. So, oh no, so, I totally didn't have a baby. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what's sad about it is that she actually bebe. had a son before this with the husband, and so the husband didn't actually get to meet the boy either, and the Aww. family got to meet the boy. Um, it was named Mark. So the Mark. boy's name is Mark. Yeah. And we'll go into like the the dynamics between what happened, but it's 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 really sad. Like her whole family. Massage at this point was just so sad. So sad. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a very sad story. Yo ho ho. Yeah, this is like the sad version of Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> it's Pirates of the Carolinas. <laughs> yeah. Pirates of the Carolinas. Yes. Yeah. Yo, episode name. Come on. Mm -hmm. that's yeah it. that's it yeah. there you go perfect by god that's the most average pirate i've ever seen <laughs> c minus <laughs> maybe d plus mm -hmm. maybe not too long after giving birth to mary her son got sick and died of yeah. course god damn it of course yeah. They dress her up like a boy and try to pass her off as their son when the family came now. I mean, that oh, he's giving uh, me that look. smart. Joey's giving me the look. And you'll just see in a few seconds. I'm just really confused about why people are getting mad about drag these days when I'm just saying the history shows this it's is an honest so American tradition. Much. It happens so much in Britain. It happens so much in these days. Yes. Not Technically not the way it is used now. It was born more out of necessity because they had I know, to. I know, very get traumatic. Drag traumatic. is a necessity. Thank you very much. I guess. Much. Well, ex <laughs> I just mean that they they were forced to. They didn't do it because yeah. they wanted to. You know what I Have mean? Have you met a drag queen? Have you seen drag queens? 18 hours of makeup is not done out of love or passion. You are being forced to. It is in <laughs> your chemistry. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, Mary's mother decided it was time to pick up and head out to the country. Going While they were the out in the country, <laughs> while they were out in the country, they survived on her friend's charity. But eventually it ran out and she had to head back to the city. Her in-laws did not know that Mark was dead. Oh no. And because they didn't know Mark was dead, and oh, they no. also didn't know that Mary even existed. Oh no. She pretended mm -hmm. that Mary was Mark. Yep. Oh no. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Again, just like in Anne's story, Mary was treated as Mark, and she was dressed as a boy and treated like a boy. This worked, and Mary again started receiving money from the in-laws again. Oh, you well, got a boy? It is money. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh. basically, yeah. <laughs> well, eventually, Mary's mom feared that Mary would eventually realize that she was not a boy, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> so she told Mary... Those two gross on his chest. He has a thyroid condition, damn it. I told you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she told Mary, and freedom was turned to chains, and shirts were 
turn to dress it. Mm -hmm. She was, well, you guessed it, sent into a house to be a maid. The parallels in these stories are just so ridiculous. I know. And like the, the way that it was told in the story is that Mary was like, she loved wearing like pants. She loved wearing shirts. I mean, even though like she still knew that she was in a way different than what she was told, mm-hmm. she she still loved wearing that stuff because it was it was different. And she loved the freedom that came with being a man and a, even a boy in these times compared to being a woman and that she was allowed to do other things. She was allowed to go out of the house. But when she was <laughs> decided that she was, you know, like, OK, no, you're a woman and a female in this time you have to live these within these certain set of rules. And so I will also throw out there to kind of like, I guess piggyback on that a little bit. Um, How can that not condition you to feel like a major sense of relief, you know, and not saying like pants aren't great. They are, you know, but I'm saying like, how can it not condition you though? Where it's just like the stuffy uptightness literally being owned like literally straight up fu- like the highest placement you can get in society is by some fucking rich asshole who beat the fucking shit out of you and just constantly sleep around like mm-hmm. on you that's the highest you could go you know and like it's that or like then when you put on pants it's like you could just walk down the street and be like hi neighbor and just like fucking climb a tree and run around and do kid shit you know yeah. like mm-hmm. which one so it's like of course like i don't know i would just i'd put on a pair of pants and that'd be like that first drag of a cigarette in the morning to me it'd be like oh, yeah like this is yeah. perfect and then i would Pretty have to much, poop. Yeah. but like yeah <laughs> it makes sense but like i said pants are fucking great it's not weird that they thought pants were great but like the conditioning involved in this because it's so so stark yep. the differences you know between like a little boy and a little girl or like you know teenage boy teenage girl or whatever yeah yeah <laughs> yeah 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 well when she had made enough money to leave from being a housemate she basically said this life ain't for me Mm-mm. so she tore off her dress and bought a shirt and pants Hell yeah, girl. She cut her hair short and went to London. As you would. <laughs> yeah. Luckily for her, there was a war going on called <laughs> the War of the Grand Alliance. It's funny that this it's war- luckily. <laughs> luckily for her, there was a war. <laughs> yeah. It's a way to get away though, like in those times, like as as Alex you know, as um Alexander Hamilton said, and you know, it's it's basically for him, it was a way to rise above your station is to go to war. Yeah. This war was basically France versus the rest of Europe. This was due to the expansion of France under Louis the Fourteenth, or as he was more happily known as the Sun King. Well, in the TV show, he's it's Louis the Fourteenth, and he's expanding France, and pretty much everyone gets really pissed at him because he's literally taking territory from the uh, their Germanic people. Bread is so the... long. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's absurd. Yeah, he's taking he's taking <laughs> land from the British people that they had won like the last twelve to sixteen years, and so everyone was like, "Oh no, they're actually taking back what is now modern day oh. France," <laughs> <laughs> and their weird little shoes and hats and and why is everything horizontal stripes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No Nobody knows. <laughs> and their crossbows at these mimes. Like, <laughs> yeah, they were just pretty pissed about them, so it was very. I mean. Like, he was just basically, he had a vision. And I really admire this because he had a vision and he was doing everything possible to turn this vision into, like, reality. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really cool, even though the way he did it was very, in a like, a selfish way. Um, But, like, I get what he was going for, you know? The, well, like if, if we if we can make I, the the comment that all kings did almost everything in a very selfish way. So yeah, yeah. I would. You know. I wanna. But he um, had like a beautiful vision. It wasn't like everybody like, just likes every, me. And we everything he me. did was like beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. why I always said that he was a beautiful boy. Just, everything he did was beautiful. I mean, if you go to or just see pictures of like what it looks like now, 
Mm-hmm. Like it's it's just it's heaven. Mm. This is a weird way to defend saying the phrase "beautiful boy," Betsabe, but um, <laughs> I'll take it. Well, I guess if you connect the Catholic Church and heaven and the beautiful boy, then you, you it all connects there. A lot of things are making sense right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so there was a beautiful boy vision. Mm. Yeah, that's where we were. <laughs> that drew them into war. <laughs> that drew them into a terrible war where yeah. poor people died. As it always happens. We. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mary now was a cabin boy. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> what the fuck? It just gets better. She didn't graduate very far. <laughs> I guess that's like kind of a step up. At least they think she's a boy. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, Shit. she's she's moving forward with this. <laughs> she was a cabin boy on a overcrowded, thick, and nasty ship. All right, did <laughs> not move up. Was... Okay. <laughs> no, it was gross. Which was, to be fair, most ships on the high seas around this time. Yeah, truth. Most of the British I, ships. I couldn't imagine any other way, but mm-hmm. yeah. She kept the position for a few years until the war for Spanish succession started. Okay, can we talk about the fact that she would rather be on an overcrowded slash sick slash nasty ship mm-hmm. than to be wearing dresses and being and just basically being a girl? Like she'd rather do that instead of just being a girl. Yeah, That's, gonna, that tells you everything. <laughs> I'm gonna say like legitimately I'm getting like strong queer vibes from her and like fuck yeah. Like she might have just straight up like been queer. Or, like, been trans yeah. and has been, like, I would literally rather live my life covered in shit than, like, live as a woman. Yeah. Because, like, I'm not, you know? But, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, she, she... I mean, she was raised as a boy, so that's her identity. Like, what do you expect? Like, but you it can I, just... It might have also been right. I mean, like, you were raised as a girl, and that's your identity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it may have just... Hit the nail on the head at the time. Like, yeah. And, oh, and but we'll I find, am. We'll, we'll find <laughs> yeah. out too that, like, she, like, both of these, both of these people, you know, Mary and Anne, both just wanted freedom and they yeah. wanted yeah. to live a different life. And as yeah. a woman in this time period, they you literally couldn't. could not live this life that they wanted. And Dang. so their search for freedom is what I love about the story too, is that they did whatever it took to get to this freedom no matter mm-hmm. if it was like living on a shit covered boat which mm-hmm. was sick and they were literally doing the worst jobs on the boat <laughs> as a cabin boy <laughs> and and she was doing yeah. like literally you know um marrying oh people God. she didn't want to marry just to get to the place that they wanted to go and so it shows you just the legitimacy of their feelings in this and she that's why sad. it also makes me love them more so she yeah. was like, uh, what was she about sixteen at the time of this? Is that right? I think she's about sixteen. Yeah, they're in that so time. They're both about she's, sixteen. Yeah. She's like, what? What would that be like? Three or four years into like having her first period. Oh my god, that's true. Like, so how did they get away how with that? Fucking awkward would that have been to be like? Because like, um, mom's dead. <laughs> like everything's fucked up. You know, like. You're not allowed to identify out like publicly, right? And like you're having a yeah. period, and that had to be awkward. That's all I'm saying. I had to be like, "Oh, damn it! <laughs> like, I need to go see a doctor right now. I'm bleeding." <laughs> like, we'll get into a few paragraphs yeah. of how Fuck. she got away with it and how she was like, she "I got shot thing. again." They're like, "Damn, <laughs> he's been shot 47 times since I've known him." Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and for some reason, once a month. <laughs> once a month. I tell you what, that full moon is bad news for Mary. I mean, Margaret. I mean, Mark. I mean, what's your name this week? <laughs> you know, Margaret. <laughs> Margaret. <laughs> Margaret. <laughs> that full moon gets ya. <laughs> like, sorry, I just realized that. I'm like, that'd be fucking. It's like shit covered, da da da. And now you're bleeding. It's just like, damn. You're like, ah, my stomach. I, I, I mean, I drank too much last yeah. night with the boys. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't do that. This gi- this is giving me like Mulan vibes mm-hmm. too, when she mm-hmm. pretends to be a boy. Yeah. 
Eddie Murphy's not even there to help you as a tiny dragon. Nope. I know. (laughs) This started in 1702, and Mary found this as a great chance to get off the terrible conditions of a ship, thank God. Mary arrived in Flanders, France, and started off as a cadet, and she still had no experience and was young. She was still going under the assumption that she was a boy, and due to the dress of the British Army at the time, white jackets and layers she would get by and not be found out thank god for layers and she was found out (laughs) she would have been arrested and court martialed she was about to move up the ranks but sadly in those days you had to pay to be an officer so Mm -hmm. she moved into cavalry she became actually quite good at using the horse but she wouldn't be long at hiding herself it was here that she fell in love with one of her of course she fell in love with one of her cavalry mates Mm -hmm. (laughs) because i mean the way they were dressing come on the hair the eyes Mm -hmm. of course what is sad here is that she couldn't reveal herself as a woman to the men she fell in love with oh my god this is so tragic yeah love you bro (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah Like, what? (laughs) Slowly, she started performing badly, and then she was held back from a battle. While watching the battle, she decided she... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Like, like, uh, failing your test back in the day meant that you weren't allowed to go to battle on the weekend? Like, Mm -hmm. what the... No, 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 no. You you got Paul Mark, sir. You need to go back to school. (laughs) But, sir, I want to go to battle on the weekend. No, not until you pass your exams. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of it was like marksmanship and things like that and following orders and things like that. She just, (laughs) at the time, she just wasn't doing good. She was slowly Mm. fading in and out. And because of that, it was an honor to go into battle at at this Mm. time. You know, like that was their pay. That was their life. And, you know, that's how you get promoted. It's how she got into the Calvary. She was very, very good at what she did. But slowly, just because her mind was drifting, she just wasn't. She wasn't able to be herself in a lot of ways. Love. And she was in love. And she like, but she couldn't tell this person. So she was grieving too. So she Aww. literally couldn't focus on things going on. And it was this would be the same for, for the guy, even though, but he didn't know that he would love her or that she was a woman. And he didn't know that he was like, they had a, a, a it was funny because like the other soldiers described it as you could tell there was like a tiny bit of attraction. but none of them really knew why they thought they were just kind of like really good friends and you know at at this and it was at this time and and they they thought the same thing that like both of them were just she was like i i was in love with this guy and the guy was like oh no you're just like in a like you're you're such a good friend i can tell you everything it's kind of that one thing you you talk about now you know and and eventually we'll find out they were super gay for each other (laughs) While watching the battle, she decided she wouldn't let him die or be wounded without her. So she charged in. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but this this really does just feel like you managed to flunk that math test and you weren't allowed to play in the big game on Friday night in high school or something. Yeah. yeah. She's just like, uh, I'm like sitting on this side. It's like, like people are like fighting in the background, getting killed and stuff. Uh, yeah. And it's the like cannons exploding. And she's like, God, I need to study. Like, what the fuck, dude? It's a war. Yeah. <laughs> Due to this, she was thrown into solitary for this. After she got out and back to the tent with the men she loves, she revealed herself to him that night. Look at these and titties. they made love. Literally, yeah. Wow. She like she basically put her put his hand on her chest and then he like Oh. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Boobies. Then, yeah, yeah. It was very like a, a big thing, you know. Damn. Oh. Hot. Like, Look at I his mean... breasts. He's like, oh my. <laughs> Mary and her (laughs) (laughs) Mary and her lover decided to get married. Cute. Mm -hmm. 
They went to get married, and surprisingly enough, their company mate surprised them having actually figured out she was a woman beforehand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were just like, we, wow. we kind of knew. It was really fun. They didn't tell the like officers and stuff because obviously the officers would have kicked her out and like took her there. It, this is this is Mulan, basically. Yeah, the, no. the company mates were just like we like they're just like looking at each other, like elbowing each other, like come on, you know, we knew this was gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, wow. they're just like you ever notice how she always goes beyond a bush and squats? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah literally. Literally every yeah. time we pee. <laughs> Am I the only one here that's had a sister? Come on. Yeah. I know. Oh I know. It's hilarious. Oh, it's so cute, cute though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Super cute. Yeah. So yay. A kind of happy little thing. Mm-hmm. They decided it was time to leave the army and settle in a near and settle in a nearby town called Rada in Netherlands. They opened a tavern and many of their old army buddies would frequent the tavern. Oh, this is so cute. Well, this was not to last because no. in the span of either a couple months or a year, her come on, her husband fell ill and passed away. Really? Yeah. Yep. Joey, just, why are really? you laughing? <laughs> because it's so sad and I feel so what bad. But it's fuck? so ir- it's not ironic. It's just like it, it leads them to become the people who they are, which just sucks because like they 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 love these people and these people in their lives that they really love. Like her mom, you know, they get to the mm. new world and they're like, finally we get to start a new life. And then and, and then Anne's mom dies. And then they're and then Mary's like, finally I get to start a new life. I can finally like do these awesome things and then wow <laughs> like my husband dies and so like their lives get upended in these like wild ways that just make it so that they have to okay now i gotta change completely you know yeah yeah so we're sensing a trend here mm-hmm. <laughs> this seemed to happen a lot in those days yeah because she couldn't own anything as a woman in this time, and well, for a long time afterwards, the tavern was taken away from her. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, she decided to head back into the army, but this time she wouldn't be as good as before. She came back into the army again as Mark Reed. Well, due to this, she was released from the army, and so it was time for her to go back to the navy. She found a merchant ship in Amsterdam under Mark Reed. She got a contract to work. She went on a ship headed for the Caribbean filled with cocoa and sugar. Mm-hmm. Well, you ask how did she get by in such close quarters without being found out she was a woman and thrown off the ship? Well, first she figured out how to scramble up the yard arms and up the masts to fix things without falling or injuring herself, which was honestly easier said than done. That's not easy she to heard say. Her <laughs> if she hurt herself she risked others finding out she was a woman second many ships had young boys in them and they would climb easier and fit into smaller places to fix things so she used this and passed off as an adolescent boy mm. third due to the rather filthy way ships were her face was mostly covered in dirt fourth well, she was in pirate clothing. She wore trousers and loose shirts and coats. She wore a handkerchief around her neck. Long hair also was normal among all pirates. Fifth, and the funniest one, to hide herself while she peed, she would use a sort of makeshift funnel so that it would be like a spout. So it would look like she was being like a male pirate. Yeah. They still make those. Yeah, they still yeah. make those. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it called yeah. like the shiwi? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, to your question earlier about how she hide, how she hid her period, mm-hmm. a lot of what was told by the author, a lot of pirates ended up having gonorrhea and like STDs uh... and sexually transmitted diseases, and they would have a lot of blood stains on their pants. <laughs> oh and so God. it made it seem like... She was just normal because the pirates were diseased. Man, they're to, always to getting laid. Do you see how much they bleed? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so, always laid. And so they just, she passed it I can't it even work today. My abdomen hurts so bad from being laid. <laughs> yeah. 
And so that was another way how she hid that part of herself. Wow. Yeah, I could not mm-hmm. do that. Well, anyways, after it's that up. brief detour, let's get back to Mary on the sea. <laughs> While sailing west, they eventually were caught by pirates. It turned out that pirates were English, and her being the only English person on board, she joined the pirates on their ship. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Yep. While still under the identity of Mark, she kept working on the pirate ship. Well, eventually, as was told in the Steve Bonnet story, the governor gave reprieve for all pirates and her crew took it. They kept sailing around and eventually they decided it was time to head to NASA. It's around the year 1718 and James and Anne have arrived in NASA. Nassau was a place that was right in the shipping lanes of the slave trade and sugarcane trade. This was a great place for all pirates to set up and recruit. So all numbers of famous pirates would travel and set up shop here. Nassau saw such amazing pirates as Edward Teach, or better known <gasps> as our badass friend, Blackbeard. Mm. Our rich and sometimes doofy friend, Steve Bonnet. <laughs> <laughs> Benjamin Hornigold. Sometimes doofy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was um, our doofy, doofy and sometimes rich friend, Steve <laughs> Basically, it was like, uh, what do they call it? Comic Con, but for pirates. <laughs> this was yes, literally yes. Pirate Con. Pirate yeah, Con. Yeah, it was Pirate Con. I love it. <laughs> we need to create that if it's not a thing. Yes. Already. Yeah. Pirates of the Carolinas. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, so basically it was Pirate Con. Everyone was there, all the cool pirates. As of course, our stars of the show, Anne, Bunny, and Mary Reed. Anne had mm-hmm. sailed with James for six years and she loved it. She saw the freedom in it and that freedom couldn't be stamped out. She was a quick learner, and she would play with guns and train with swords. James, however, was not happy with this. Slowly, Anne and James drifted apart. Because he was, Mm -hmm. as as we know, average. He was unhappy that he had not gotten the money from her dad that he felt he was owed when they decided to get to NASA. James decided that he was done with her. Wow, he broke up with her? Kind of. Wow. Anne wanted to stay on the sea and get on a new boat, but James was resentful. They toiled around NASA for a while, and eventually something will happen that would literally put her at odds with her husband. James took up a job under the governor of NASA to hunt down pirates. She was, well... Let's just say she wasn't too happy to find out this knowledge. So Anne decided she would spend her time in taverns. Taverns were a place for her to gain knowledge and fulfill a bit of her lust for the sea. While she was hanging out in taverns, her life would change by the chance of meeting of one pirate. That pirate was the name of Jack Frack. He was captain of the crew of the dread pirate Charles Bank. His nickname was Calico Jack. He was named this because of his penchant for wearing really nice and fine clothing, no matter the situation. All right. Well, to me, this guy is like a way better version of like Steed Bonnet. He literally shows up with like a badass, like ZZ's top style, like suit on. And then he just like stabs you. Like he's just like walking past you and says, oh, looks like you uh, need a little bit of a handkerchief there. What? what? Why do I need one? Ah! Then he just like stabs him in the chest and just like keeps walking. Oh, <laughs> ah. And then he's like cleaning himself up. Like I have some lint on my wool. Like just a very fabulous steed bonnet that again, he's this guy out of anybody is like probably striking like, um, he's probably scoring like a C plus. C plus, B minus, somewhere yeah, around there. I would there, say he's like know? a C plus. He's a, he's a yep. lot better than James. He's also a lot. He's but he's way yeah, he's better like, than Steed Bonnet. But he's not as good. He's as like, like historically known in the Olympics as like finishing in third place. You know, which yes, is like still I would say that's actually on true. the record, Literally. still really good, but like not quite gold. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, yeah. Pulling bronze and play, the last name for his nickname. Calico. Well, Calico Jack was actually 
a good tactician. During one raid of a Spanish ship, he and his men waited until nightfall and snuck onto the ship. There were only a few people guarding, and they were tied up and gagged. Then they proceeded to rob the entire Spanish. ship. When the Spanish woke up the next morning, they were a little embarrassed to find their Why ship. Why do we sleep so hard at night? Yeah. I told you not to get melatonin from Walmart <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Like, how hard did you have to sleep to not notice your entire ship getting robbed? This was the style of Calico mm -hmm. Jack. Mm -hmm. Like a kitty. Yeah, kitty cat. Mm -hmm. I love that he had style. I think I would have had a crush on, on him because of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like, oh, you dress mm -hmm. cool. Nice. It was at the tavern that Jack and Anne would meet and fall in love like some kind of titanic love story they bonded Aww. Mm -hmm. jack had just taken the pardon for pirates so he had time on his hands he fell in love with Anne because of her fiery temper and personality she drank like a soldier and soared like a sailor <laughs> great qualities mm -hmm. <laughs> so he was immediately attracted to her so in the spring of 1720, they decided they wanted to marry. But as most people are saying right now, wait, she's already married. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so the pirates were like, whoa, bro, not cool. You know, she's like technically married. Not cool. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't signed papers, so mm -hmm. they approached James and asked to annul the marriage. Well, to their surprise, James said he will only if they will pay him a huge sum, of course. He's not <laughs> stupid. <laughs> to do mm. this, they will have to basically put her up for Dang. sale. So as we yes. <laughs> of course. So as yeah. we look at this, in this time women were property, as we can see here. Well, Rackham paid James, but James went back on his promise. So what were they to do? They snuck away and out of the high sea as pirates. Mm -hmm. They stole mm -hmm. a ship called the William, and just like all pirates, apparently they christened it. Well, can anyone guess? That's right, the Revenge. Literally the same name as Steve Bonnet's <laughs> ship. This one with a more <laughs> legitimate backstory behind it. Yes, yeah. literally. Yeah, this one with an actual revenge story <laughs> and not some like half-hearted, stupid-ass revenge plot that he created. And it's it's just like can every ship, even like Blackbeard's ship is called the Queen mm -hmm. Anne's Revenge. Like it's literally every ship is like, I will have my revenge <laughs> yeah. on whatever for no reason. Oh, no, sir. It's the revenge. Which one? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, which one? We're chasing after revenge part two. Part part two. two. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Like pirates, why would they care about that? Like, I feel like, okay, so she was married, but they're pirates. It's like, who cares? Like, like go. I mean, there's, just they still have to go to, they still have to go to ports. They still have to do this and they still... Like, oh, so it's like a it's paperwork a, thing still? It's still a it's and it's a pride thing too, because like he's still like they if they retire, like if, if Calico Jack retires, he still needs and they can actually be chased down like by governs governors and people can put out bounties on them for this for like stealing a wife, stealing a husband, and things like that. So they can actually get like chased down, they can get thrown in jail, they can get beat. Like they they wanted to do things by the book and like as much as it hurt um, Rackham's pride, Captain Rackham's pride, he still said this is the only way that I can like actually be married to legally and not have to worry about a lot of like red tape and people chasing me. Mm. Get the girl of my 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 dreams, the girl that I love. So that's a, I want to point out here like this is something that's so different between like. Honestly, basically up until like Biggie and Tupac died. Um, but like revenge used to be such a legitimate like emotion and motivation in the world. Like, isn't that mm -hmm. weird? Like, am I the only one that thinks about that? It's like we kind of just like 
legally, yeah, like legally we, a motivation. We don't, and nobody has yeah. time for revenge anymore, right? I don't know. This is weird to me. No, it's just like this used to be such a major part of history, and then they had to exact revenge on so and so. Like it used to be such a major thing, and now it's just kind of like I ain't got time for that. I don't know. Yeah, we've, I feel we've like revenge it. now is like I'm living a better life than I was before then, and look yeah, at me it's now. so fucking healthy. I hate it. Like it's, it's, I want. It's not as like physical. Who revenge. do I want to get revenge on? I don't know. I'm gonna think about that. Find out in part two when we. We finish up this episode, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's some murkiness around the timeline here. Before they got out to see Calico Jack, needed to get a good crew, so he sent Anne down to Cuba for a bit to hide away. In some stories, Anne was confirmed pregnant and sent down to Cuba to have the baby, which was then either sent to her father to raise or adopted by locals. Other stories say that she hid out there to let the rock of her husband, James Bonnie, pass. Rackham picked her back up and went back to NASA to get his crew. Due to Anne's knowledge of a lot of the pirates in the area from her time in the taverns and on the open sea, Rappin had her help recruit the crew. And it's here that Anne hired one Mark Reed. Oh, mm-hmm. So, interestingly enough, she would be allowed to go under her name, Mary Reed. And it's here we will stop and continue the tale next week as we ride the high seas with some of the most feared pirates in the high seas, Anne Bunny and Mary Reed. Thanks for listening to the Black Cat Report in episode 58 on Anne Bonny and Mary Reed, part one. We'll continue the tale in episode two next week. We hope to see you there. Please follow our Instagram page and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We're getting ever closer to getting our merch page set up. We'll also have ads set up on our podcast, so please let us know. This allows us to pay for the time and materials necessary to research into everything we do. We'll see you on the other side.